Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Geoeconomic and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Road News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, folks. I'm flying solo today. Uh, CJ's out for the day, and uh, I'm fighting. Uh, I'm actually recovering from a head cold, so uh, bear with me. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, it's V at roguenews.com, roguenews.com. I know a lot of you are looking at the website. It says maintenance mode. Our website is going through a maintenance mode. It's going through a revamp. We're launching new and afresh, so it will be back up. It's going to look pretty dope and badass when it's all said and done. We're going to have some new services launching as well, so stay tuned for that. And also check out mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. It is the place to be if you want to rock with us and get some delicious CBDs. And uh, also, with that being said, um, we're in every single podcasting app uh, known to humanity. All the links are in the description box. And uh, yesterday we have uh, we, we got uh, banned from Vimeo. Vimeo booted us. So that's going to be fun. So a lot of the uh, video uploads, because uh, we used to, you know, host videos using their uh, video encoder service that we used to get from Vimeo. And now Vimeo has given us the boot. So uh, a lot of the rogue videos were, you know, that's why the, one of the other reasons why the site is down for maintenance upload. Because we're, we're, we're converting the thousands of videos uh, back into another format. So we can put that back up. It's just, it's just been a pain. You know, you know what? This is the new normal. You know, this is the new normal. And we've, uh, I mean, over the course of years, we've pumped thousands of dollars uh, into uh, getting the site functional. And folks, it is, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Uh, no, I probably, you know, I probably did have COVID. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it was, uh, you know, Rob B is asking if you have COVID. Uh, yeah, I think so, dude. I, honestly speaking, I think um, I it was... I was out for like the week, the entire, like right after Christmas, going into New Year's, right? I was completely shot. I was, had a terrible head cold. My ears went stuffy. Uh, I think with my right ear. Um, <clears throat> it could have been Omicron. <clears throat> Excuse me. It could have been Omicron, you know, but it was weird. It was like the, the weirdest head cold ever. I Sinus pressure, like you wouldn't believe. So I had to, uh, I took a lot of the uh, Mucinex and then, of course, natural supplements and, and whatnot. And I feel better. It's just the residual mucus leaving the body is just annoying. You know, it just drains out of my head. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this is the uh, the new reality of it all as we're trying to reform our reformat ourselves and trying to take advantage of this crisis that we're all in in terms of censorship and what not. A couple of things I want to start off with. You know, happy January 6th to all of you. <laughs> happy January 6th, man. I'll tell you. And this January 6th thing is pretty interesting. It's, it's the anniversary. It's January 6th. It's probably one of the greatest fraudulent events that have ever taken place. Something that is <laughs> literally been blown out of proportion by these idiots. Take a look at these idiots. Look at them. Look at this idiot right here. And this moron here. Right? Look, look at this moron with this extended neck. Do you think it, look at this 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 traitorous wench? These are your leaders, folks. Do you think any one of these morons have a clue on how the world works? You think any of these people have any idea on how the world really operates? 
No, no, no. They, they absolutely do not. Yeah, they're the coolest. Their only purpose is to enrich themselves. These are the wannabe lords, the wannabe landowners and lords, the leaders of the fleecing of America. They want to be the feudal rulers. It's rules for thee, but not for me. And this is why the country's in such a bad shape, because we elect idiots like this. But these idiots are a reflection of the much larger problem. They're a reflection of a voting populace that doesn't care. They're a reflection of a voting body that, that has cast off all restraint, any sort of values, morals, and whatnot. So this is what we get. We get some of the most lowest quality cowards. You know, people were up in arms recently of late because of what Ted Cruz has said. He's talking about this atrocity, this terrorist act, this blah blah blah. And Ted, you know, he, he you know he has his moments, and that was clearly not one of his brightest moments whatsoever. But again, this is what need people need to understand. You cannot look at these people, these politicians. And think for one second that these people are courageous. There's nothing courageous about them. You cannot look to politicians to do anything courageous. They're cowards. So not only are these morons some of the most low-skilled idiots on planet Earth, not only are these morons all lawyers and all charlatans, but they're also cowards. It's a dangerous, dangerous combination. In other words, when you have this many cowards in one room, what you're going to have is a consensus bias. Now, they, they might divide over tax rates and gay marriage and this, that, and the other, and discovery of the, of, of the newest uh, three millionth gender or whatnot. But at the end of the day, when it comes to robbing, raping, and pillaging the American people, they are all on board. They are all on board. They are with one mind, one accord, and one voice. Okay? That's what these people are. Now, the situation here is how much of the FBI and Congress know about January 6th? And Darren Beatty, who runs the Revolver News uh, website, which is, I love Revolver. Revolver's great. I mean, it's really good at the domestic stuff. You know, it's really good at, at bringing that out. So, you, put, you know, he put this article together for security for the Center for Security, po security Policy. <clears throat> and um, in this particular article, Beatty was sitting down and, and, and there's a whole interview here where he was you know talking around with um, a few of the guys like Robert Spencer, who's the director of Jihad Watch, uh, PJ Media from Prefage Magazine and whatnot, and, and General Rod Bishop, uh, who, who was also there. And they were discussing the situation with January 6th. Okay. And we all know that everything about J6 is a fraud. We all know that there's 14,000 minutes, okay, 14,000 minutes of video that is still missing, that is not being shown. We know just as there were drone footage of various riots happening with George Floyd and and uh, and the inauguration and, 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 and what happened with uh, the summer of chaos, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, we knew the drone footage from there. There was also drone footage. And you folks, you got to understand, Washington, D.C. is the most heavily surveilled city on God's green earth. There's probably more cameras there and listening devices and sensors than there are people. And when I mean listening devices, I mean they have things that are absolutely wiretapping the very airwaves in which people communicate. In other words, every cell phone, everything is being tracked and monitored 24-7 because it is probably one of the most highest security, highest sensitivity areas. 
They have everything from sensors that can detect explosive uh, uh, devices. They have all sorts of sensors that can detect every minutia of a threat anywhere. So did they know about J6? 100% they did. Absolutely. They knew about it. And they did nothing. But coordinated. The media, okay, what did they declare J6 as? They declared it as an armed insurrection. They declared it as an assault on democracy and the worst day of the republic since Pearl Harbor or even the Civil War. So you had a group of people who mistakenly walked into there thinking that this is the people's house. It's not the people's house. I mean, technically it is the people's house by law. But not in the modern America that we live in. In the modern America we live in, this is this is the hallowed halls of the criminals. It's their house. It's there where they decide how to ruin your lives and how to make you more miserable. That's what they do. How to separate you from your money. How to send your children into far-off battlefields and faraway lands so they can spill their blood and spill their guts and bleed out for them. So it's their house. And they always use that word, democracy, which is always a euphemism for communism. I hate it. Every time I hear somebody say, American democracy, I cringe. We're not a democracy. We're a representative constitutional republic. And these idiots would liken a bunch of grandmothers taking selfies in the Capitol as some sort of a huge insurrection. There was about, I think, twenty-five dollars or $40,000 worth of damage. And that's an overestimation. Nobody was killed except for one dumb girl, Ashley Babbitt, who climbed over and got shot in the neck after being told, don't come any further. Dumb move on her part. <clears throat> but apart from that, no one really died. The whole police officer who was killed, that, that was a bunch of nonsense. And the entire narrative it's falling apart. As we know that there are thousands of federal agents that were involved in J6. Thousands. And that is what people are starting to discover. There were thousands of agents involved. You could not throw a rock without hitting a federal agent on that day. They'll tell you, oh my God, it was an assault. It was the worst day since Pearl Harbor. So let me get this straight. During the summer of riots of 2020, when everybody, when, sen when sensible people who were trying to do their American duty before they started waking up and realizing this is just a big giant con, we were locked down during the uh, pandemic. And while we were locked down during the pandemic, what was happening? You had tens of thousands of people rioting all over in multiple Democrat shithole cities around America. And what was the total damage from these riots? What was the total damage? Two and a half billion dollars worth of damage. Thousands of people injured. Dozens of people dead. But yet, our... Representatives would call that, oh, they're just protesting. It's a mostly peaceful protest. You cannot even compare the scale or scope of J6 into anything that has happened before. It is a joke. A flash in the pan. A fart in a tornado. A tempest in a teapot. It's nothing. For months, Revolver has been doing the investigative work that Americans, America's hundreds of other news outlets are too corrupt or too cowardly to perform themselves. 
We have watched the tape, read the indictments, dissected the news reports, and punctuated the narratives. Most notably, Revolver's reporting changed the entire national narrative on 1-6. I recommend if you get a chance, get to Revolver, read it. I mean, it is literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of in-depth reporting. Some of the best I've ever seen with cited facts left and right. I mean, it's incredible the evidence they put out there. Incredible. It is the dark revelation that has generated howls of hysterical denunciation across the board spectrum of regime media outlets and mouthpieces. On the anniversary of that now fateful day of January 6, 2020, it is now more important than ever. January 2021. It's more important than ever that American citizens learn the truth of what really happened. Accordingly, we have reproduced the most classic Revolver News investigative reports to, to get to you, your family, your friends, even your open-minded acquaintances up to speed. The regime is attempting to use a false narrative of January 6th to label Trump supporters and really anyone who dares to be critical of the regime as domestic terrorists. One of the best ways to fight back against this agenda is to learn the truth in the articles that follow and share it with others. And of course, they get into the entire thing about Oath Keepers, <clears throat> Stuart Rhodes. You all remember Stuart Rhodes? The guy who was coordinating. I mean, you look at some of the communications of Stuart Rose. I mean, the guy was like a, a military commander moving men in the field. And he literally had guys in full-on military fatigues with zip ties, with uh, 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 non-lethal weapons attached to their hips, okay? Hang, hanging out in the River Potomac. Like they were, they, they, like they were uh, um, you know, Paul Revere, two by land, one by sea or something like that, right? Just waiting around for signals because you know they're ready to arrest Pelosi and they're ready to you know take back the country. They're waiting on Trump to give the word. I mean, the insanity! What a psyop it was! What a psyop! Everything from QAnon, everything from Trump, every a massive psychological operation perpetrated on the American public to do what? To, to cause fear and intimidation so that you, a logical, red-blooded, thinking American, will never rise up. Stuart Rhodes was 100%, Stephanie Kerr is right, is 100% a plant. He's a total Fed operative. Why? Because everybody around Rhodes, Stuart Rhodes, was arrested except for Stuart Rhodes. And isn't that crazy? But not surprising. Not surprising. And then we've seen dozens of pictures of guys who were federal agents running up and down the steps. And some people like, uh, you know, were, were saying, oh, you know, these are guys who are trying to uh, recover Pelosi's laptop so they can indict Pelosi, blah, blah, blah. It's incredible to see this. Absolutely incredible. We know about Ray Epps, another plant. So in other words, folks, you already know, I'm not going to go much further into this, but you already know from everything that I just told you that this whole entire thing is just a charade for these people and the money interest that control these people. You want to look at the cancer? You want to look at the real traitors of January 6th? It's these people right here. You want to look at the problem that is in America? It's these people right here. You want to look at what's wrong with this country? It's these people right here. You want to know the issue? Here? It's these people right here. And if we should ever be so lucky that a hypersonic tactical nuke would hit this place where these people abode in Washington, D.C. and wipe them out in one foul strike... My God, that would be an absolute blessing. That would be an act of God, an act of mercy. Because I feel no sympathy for any one of them. They're all in it for themselves. This is a reality show and a live action role. These people are LARPers. They get high off the drama. These people are there because of the salaciousness of the hill. 
That's what it is. They're hooked on the drama, on the salaciousness of being in politics. They love hearing themselves talk. They feel important. They're here for the American people. Like they're doing some high moral. These are the sociopaths, folks. Absolute sociopaths. There to enrich themselves. I would not shed a tear if a tactical hypersonic nuke were to come down right on top of them while they're having a joint session of Congress and wipe them all out. My God, that would be an absolute joy. That'd be wonderful. Some people are like, well, you know, we're facing civil war, and you know, but what are we fighting about? What are we fighting about? We're fighting about the reality that nothing is going to change, that there's no reconciliation, that our worldviews are completely diametrically opposed, and our economic views are completely diametrically opposed, and our cultural views are completely diametrically opposed. We want culture. They don't. We believe in free market economics. They don't. We believe government should be run a certain way. They don't. So how can we ever reconcile? Gunfire streets. Street fights erupting Kazakhstan's metropolis. Now, as the empire chaos comes to an end, as the empire chaos falls apart, it is not going down internationally without a fight. And you know these little fires that are caused all over the world in key strategic areas, strategic areas that Zbigniew Brzezinski has well laid out in the Grand Chessboard, the famous book he wrote in 1997. And just like Ukraine is a hot spot, what are they trying to do right now? They're trying to take Kazakhstan and turn that into a hot spot. And Kazakhstan, folks, if you ever visited Kazakhstan, most people's understanding of Kazakhstan is Borat Sagdiev, the character played by Sasha Baron Cohen, the comedian. Yeah, my name is Borat. Meanwhile, you know, people think it's some uh, backward, broken, um, backwater country, and it's not. Actually, all the uh, footage from Borat was actually filmed in a Romanian village out in the countryside. But it's not what Kazakhstan looks like. Okay? That's not what Kazakhstan looks like. Kazakhstan looks quite different than what people think. Okay? And it's amazing to me the importance of Kazakhstan in terms of um, the geostrategic and the geoeconomic, okay? It's um, very, very critical. And most people do not understand that in terms of the geopolitical, the, the geostrategic, especially when it comes to the New Silk Road, Kazakhstan is a very, very central thing. And look, here's a picture of Azatan. This is the capital of Kazakhstan. Freaking gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. And so what happened is this. Much of the rail and trade lines are running through Kazakhstan. Matthew Arad and I went over this uh, yesterday in the great game. And this is the reason why that all of a sudden there is a massive push against Kazakhstan to destabilize the country and to take it down. And this is the reason why that the president of Kazakhstan has called Russia for help. And right now, and Raven Six is right in, in, in the chat, Spetsnaz is there. They're operating. Why? Because it is a military operation. Folks, this is a covert war. These coups, think about it. Where the hell did these NGO people come from? Where the hell did these protesters come from? Why are they heavily armed? Why are they able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe the police? Why can't the police and the military of Kazakhstan quell and squelch this rebellion? They need something more. Why are they, what are they facing with? 
they are facing very advanced, sophisticated communications that is coordinating these quote-unquote protesters. These are mercenaries. Okay, these are mercenaries. And they're doing what they can, moving the crowd. In other words, it's the same ragtag covert military group that was involved in the Maidan in Ukraine. And now they have popped up in Kazakhstan. They have popped up in very key areas that is central to the moving of goods and energy through the New Silk Road and taking down, inhibiting, and or destabilizing Kazakhstan would do wonders in order to prohibit the multipolar world from, from emerging. The only thing missing in Kazakhstan right now is for Victoria Nuland to pop up and start passing out cookies. Matt, Matt and I, Matthew Arrett and I were joking about that yesterday. It's the only thing missing at this point. But they want this country taken care of. And another thing, folks, what else is sitting in Kazakhstan besides great energy is also great minerals. The strategic rare earths that are in Kazakhstan, specifically lithium, molybdenum, rhenium, uranium, these things are all in the ground in Kazakhstan. And an exceptional stand understands this. See, exceptional stand understands that there's nothing in exceptional stands infrastructure or its bag of tricks that can do anything to unearth any of the, of, of the mineral wealth. Their only business they have is to destroy and rebuild and money laundering. That's it. It's money laundering. So our biggest export is not only trash recyclables and the paper dollar, but is also money laundering, hence why we went into Afghanistan. You notice Afghanistan was literally sitting, and these are conservative. Official numbers are like you know, $5 trillion, $9 trillion worth of, uh, of mineral wealth. Actual real figures push it push it up close to thirty trillion. Thirty trillion in mineral wealth sitting in Afghanistan, and during the ten plus years of occupation by the United States, the twenty some odd years of occupation by the United States, not a single mining operation was was built. Nothing, nothing happened. Why? Because America is incapable of mining and refining these rare earths. Why? Because we've gutted, and we've deindustrialized ourselves. See, the globalists, in their brilliant ways, we'll just deindustrialize the, the United States, right? And um, we'll, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll de, you know, we'll deindustrialize the United States. We'll go ahead and we'll uh, continue to, uh, to import, uh, you know, minerals, and then some other country somewhere else, like China, they'll, they, they will go ahead and uh, they will, um, 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 you know, they will um, go ahead and um, refine it for us. That's the way it worked, right? They'll go ahead and they'll refine it for us. No, what the worst thing that could happen? So we did not bother. Okay, we did not bother. In terms of, um, you know, this video. Let me play this for you guys. We did not bother in terms of having any sort of refining capacity because we thought that China is going to be our nice little lapdog. <clears throat> and uh, play along. It's not the case. Okay? It's not the case. So this is the reality of it, folks. This is the reality of it. We cannot extract these minerals. So what we're initially saying is because we can't have it, nobody else will. So we're just messing up and creating havoc and creating bloodshed and creating chaos because that's what we do. We're the empire of chaos. And our only hope and strategy is that this beautiful country gets destroyed and then we can go ahead and use that as a money laundering operation to launder trillions of dollars through make it a narco-trafficking location, kind of like what we did to Ukraine. We've made Ukraine into a failed state. And then divide Kazakhstan amongst warlords. This is a huge problem. 
And the Russians understand this, and this is the reason why they're stepping in, because it is a very sophisticated, covert, CIA-backed operation what we are witnessing in Kazakhstan. The Russians understand this. The Chinese understand this. And they are moving, especially Russia, is moving asymmetrically to get these problems done. They are tracing bank wires. They have brought in advanced communications uh, devices in order to scan the airwaves. They're trying to find out who the coordinators are and take them out. Kazakhstan is facing an inner coup. They would love for Kazakhstan to immediately break down and go the way of Syria. They would love for Kazakhstan to break down and go the way of Ukraine. They would love that. And and most people will be like, look, what, what, you know, the U.S. will go after, uh, uh, you know, they'll go after the uh, uh, the mineral wealth or, or, or something. No, they can't. They don't have the ref- they don't have the logistical capability, the mining capacity, the refining capacity, or the logistical capability in order to go after the mineral wealth of Kazakhstan and take it out. But Russia does, and so does China, and so does Iran. But they would love this country to fall. And it damned, they don't care how many tens of thousands or even millions of lives are lost and or affected during this process. And without a shadow of a doubt, folks, without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to get outplayed. I mean, think about, this is what we've become in the world. We have taken a backseat so much that we let charlatans and thieves and crooks become our leaders while we turn a bat a blind eye and they go out and do the most heinous things in our name. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. And people, we need to wake up to this. We need to understand what is happening here. Because we're not, you know, we're not going... I mean, exceptional stand is dying. The empire chaos is coming apart. It's going broke and insolvent. But even in its... Death rattles. It's probably the most dangerous. It's probably the most dangerous. There's going to be a, in the next couple of days, kind of like what has happened in Belarus, where they had a few days of rioting. Before that was squelched, the same thing is going to happen here in Kazakhstan. The Russians will get a handle on this. Russian intelligence will get a handle on the FSB agents are on the ground. Spetsnaz GRU units are on the ground. They will get a handle on this. They will find out who's behind this, and they'll put a stop to it. Beautiful country. Absolutely stunning country. Beautiful people. Very friendly, very warm, good moral people, delicious food, by the way, delicious food. And you can see the construction there. It's absolutely stunning. Great, great infrastructure there. But that's what's happening over there. You know, it's it's, it's unbelievable to be seeing some of these things. Now, something interesting of late, folks, that we need to touch upon is the slow change in the narrative of this global event, this pandemic. I mean, I, I say that with, with fear and trepidation. I say that with fear and trepidation. 
Britain temporarily suspends PCR tests for asymptomatic COVID cases. Now, we've had Walensky from the CDC coming out saying the PCR tests are really not accurate. We've had several admissions, even from the Fouch himself. And folks, if you haven't done so already, make sure you go ahead and purchase Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Fantastic. I'm actually going to be getting into it um, sometime this week to really delve into it. It's been so darn busy. But now the Brits. From January 11th, those who test positive for COVID-19 in England with a lateral flow test, LFD, should not validate the result with a PCR test unless they develop symptoms. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's, it's like um, the... Surgeon General of Florida, who said, uh, look, don't take a PCR test unless you have symptoms. Which is a far cry from what everybody else was doing before, where it was, take a test, take a test, take. and then all of a sudden cases were spiking through the roof. Why were cases spiking through the roof? Because it is a well-known fact that PCR tests are not accurate. They throw an 80 to 90% false positive. This way you could inflate quote-unquote cases, which you use, which politicians use, as a pretext for lockdowns, as a pretext to control you and <clears throat> take your rights. And now the, the, the narrative is starting to change, folks. There's been little drips the last couple of weeks. Everything from, you knew the narrative was going to change when the myocarditis was coming out and making it to the front. You knew the narrative was going to change, and all of a sudden, because right on the hot heels of the myocarditis, Pfizer releases its COVID pill. And hot on the heels of that, there were, Mixing some of their treatments with anti-heart attack, anti-stroke medications. You knew that things were in for a change then. The narrative was starting to change when they started coming out against PCR tests. First with a little bit of a hint by, by the Fouch and by then Walensky at the CDC. And now the Brits are met mentioning it. <clears throat> And this is the reason why. Why? Because we're getting cases, 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 cases. And this is why I think the level of damage that has been done from all of this, that there's going to be a massive springtime short selling of pharmaceutical stocks. Like, How many more videos do we have to see of soccer players dropping like a fly in the middle of a field? How often are we going to see that now? And what's going to happen in six months? What's going to happen in two years? What's going to happen in five years when the those who have taken the jab without, no, without any initial side effects, what's going to manifest within their bodies and in their health in the next five years? I shudder to think because nobody knows. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying. So this is the problem that we're having with the, P with the PCR test, and we've had from the beginning. Oh, my God, look, 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 oh, my God, we have cases, 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 cases. But the hospitals were empty, and the doctors and nurses were all doing TikTok videos. But cases, cases, cases. Why do they need to do this? Why do they need to do this? This way the case numbers can disappear. The news reports can go out and say, hey, you know what? Um, look at that. COVID cases are down. And just as I predicted, watch what's going to happen. By spring... It's going to go into the background. They've literally blew their wad. They blew their entire load on this entire pandemic. Everything from their... And everything was a half-baked measure, folks. 
This is how stupid these globalists are. You're going to have a vaccine passport in France, but yet it's crashing all the time. The system's buggy. People who have these you know, who are vaccinated, they they can't uh, get it up. They 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 can't put up their um, uh, you know their actual data because it's buggy sometimes. The system's always crashing. And yet the French vaccine passport, it doesn't uh, it doesn't sync well with the British vaccine passport and vice versa. And there's no global database. I mean, we have like look at New York State. New York State, we have in the city there's a vaccine pass, and in the state there's another vaccine pass. And and those two are built by two different companies for the lowest dominant lowest common denominator, and they are so buggy and they don't work well and they don't mesh. None of these databases these idiots are building are syncing up. Everything that these idiots do is a half-baked, half-assed measure. They blew their wad, but they were successful in doing one thing. They were successful in adding trillions of dollars to their bottom line. And if it meant locking the world down for a year and a half and ruining the lives of millions of people and millions upon millions of business owners, and so be it. Because their net worth amongst the globalists have went up $10 trillion. But again, it's in dollars. They have nothing else left, folks. Going into the springtime, and this is the reason why, even though he's a brain-dead idiot, Brandon was out there saying, "Uh, there's no federal solution for this. Think about it. There's no federal solution for this. Of course there's no federal solution for this. Oh, we need to change the PCR test. Okay. Oh, guess what? Uh, when you're just the recent CDC thing. Hey, when you're uh, uh, quarantined, yeah, we're not going to quarantine. You don't need to, you know, quarantine and test for nine days or or, or fourteen days. It's just, just five days is fine. Why? Why are they all of a sudden reducing the numbers for the for testing and for you know, the efficacy of the test and only test when you have symptoms and only need to quarantine for five days instead of fourteen days? Uh, well, why all the change? So they can reduce the numbers. And magically, it's going to go from 25 million infected in one week to 1,000 infected in one month. So they can shovel this thing away because it's failed. It blew up in their face. And what are they facing? Every single politician that has gone along with this is not going to get reelected. 25 of the, of the Democrats have already resigned. Many of the Republicans that are winning seats are populists. This is not working out well for the establishment. The rest of the politicians that remain are terrified because they're not going to get reelected. The only places they're going to win is, is where you have the most retarded idiots living in these deep blue cities. But you can't control national politics. On a national scale, the Democrat Party is done. Democrats are done. On a national scale, they've committed political suicide. Everything from defund the police, everything from having George Soros-funded DAs running the show in, in large American cities, everything from locking down their cities, everything everything they've done. They're literally right now the most hated people on planet Earth. They're the most hated people in the country. The most hated. People hate their guts. Biden's real approval ratings in the 20s, folks. For both him and Kamalho. And then on top of that, they're ruled by proxy, which is usually, you know, using Biden as the uh, as the proxy through which they will rule. This cabal group of idiots have never had a chance to cultivate a single a single personality. They don't have a strong personality to run in 2024. You can't take Pete Booty Juice and put Booty Juice out there in 2024 and help and think he's going to win anything. You've done nothing to develop 
his character or his persona. Being gay and adopting a kid is not a virtue, my friend. It's not a talking point. Nobody cares. I'm Pete. I'm Mayor Pete from South Bend, Indiana. I'm gay. Okay, so what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Michelle Obama is another talking point. Can they run her? Possibly. But what's her? But she'll get shred. What policy has she run on? Her neophyte inexperience will absolutely destroy her. She cannot win. They're, so in other words, they're doing all this. They're hoping to get their one world to order. They're hoping to get their neo-feudalistic fantasy out the door and, and, and everybody onto this Green New Deal and Build Back Better nonsense. And it's fallen flat. And this is why this spring, all of this gets pushed back. Watch what happens. What happened to the winter of death? The dark winter. Yeah, that, that fell short. I mean, folks, the only thing these people have left at this point is either a short, limited uh, war against either Russia or China, which they will lose big time. The United States will, oh my God, they will lose big in the South China Sea or in Eastern Europe they will get slaughtered and then blame the financial collapse on the fact that the, oh we've lost this war because of this oh, it was Russian aggression and we had to get involved and yeah because and that was created the market upheaval and they would love to do that <clears throat> or the other option is fake and alien invasion <laughs> That's it. And then you got lawsuits that are going to be flying inbound. When the massive amounts of anomalies from those who have been treated by the magic potion, <clears throat> especially among young young ones, They're going to come forward and say, I have this problem and I have that problem and whatnot. This is all going to go away. <laughs> William Justice says, get Martinov on. I will love to get Andre Martinov on. I love his work. Folks, if you haven't got get the audible of uh, Andre Martinov's book, Losing Military Supremacy. It is an eye-opener. It is an eye-opener that cuts through the propaganda and marketing BS that is the United States. <clears throat> I'm reading articles right now where uh, it was a news article yesterday. It was on the mainstream news that's saying that women are having trouble dating because they're now the men that are dating these women. Are like, look, are you jabbed or not jabbed? Because if you're jabbed, I'm not dating you, nor do I want to marry you or have kids with you. Because you don't... you. You are an infertility risk right now. Isn't that something? William Justice says that he listened to it. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's a great book. I have I have all three of Andre's books: Disintegration, uh, Revolution in Military Affairs, and um, Losing Military Supremacy. Phenomenal books. Andre knows how to write. I will definitely have Andre Martinov on his uh, his website. I think it's called Smoothie uh, One Twelve or something like that. Really good stuff. Anyway. <clears throat> so what's going to happen when all these people are coming forward with these events? There are people out there saying that, look, there's going to be a Nuremberg too. But this has to come from the people. It cannot. It's got to come from the people, and it's got to be pushed through populist politicians, both on the right and on the left. Populist politicians who are brave and bold. That's what needs to happen. <clears throat> the people have to demand it. People have to demand it.
Anyway, folks, that about sums up everything. What is happening, uh, the main points, J6, the issue in Kazakhstan that's going to get uh, resolved, and the KUF, which is slowly and surely heading back into the background as background noise. Some people are saying, well, you know, they're going to roll out smallpox. They're going to roll out nothing. They've already blown their load. They failed so miserably in controlling their population with the utmost amount of fear and, and, and paranoia and fear porn and fear peddling that nobody's going to take them seriously when if something as a real pandemic comes out. They're not going to be taking These people have become the boys or the boy that cried wolf. Another day. Another day in exceptional stand. Now this. Moscow declares Kazakhstan in rest, foreign-inspired attempt of armed and trained groups to overthrow state. I was just talking about this. Foreign-inspired attempt. It's the school of Americas that have been rebooted for Eastern Europe, folks. That's what's happening. And they're being trained out of Ukraine and Georgia. They're being trained out of Ukraine and Georgia. They would love for Kazakhstan to fall. They would love for Kazakhstan to be another narco corridor for them, another human trafficking corridor for them. So idiots like this moron could profit. Not in our name, and it's about time we stop it. Anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. Thank you all for listening in. Uh, we would love for you guys to hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit us with a thumbs up, please. And um, you know, sit tight as we continue to work through the challenges that we're facing with, with censorship, this, that, and the other. And with that being said, I'm over and out.